Hi, I'm Charlie, and this is my office whiteboard. Today, we're going to be talking about creativity with Michael Sadler, or at least he'll be talking. You know me. I don't say much in these guest episodes. My friends are wicked smart, and Mike is no exception. CEO and founder of Search for Businesses, Inc. was the associate director of our paid search and social team, a theatrical advertising agency. You may not know his name, but he's a true innovator when it comes to marketing. And he's joining us today to talk about one of his biggest engagements. So without further ado, take it away, Mike. I love this activation. From start to finish, it was sort of an emotional toil that you didn't know whether or not it was going to work. You didn't know if people were going to call you crazy. I think everybody was just like crossing their fingers and hoping for the best. The Disaster Artist movie starring James Franco and his brother. It was telling the story of Tommy Wiseau, who was kind of this uh, enigmatic sort of Hollywood character. He was always attempting to break onto the Hollywood scene, but, you know, I guess he was just a weird guy, man. So I don't know. Um, He didn't really get any roles or something like that. But for whatever reason, you know, he had the cash to kind of bankroll his own production and bought this billboard here in Los Angeles. Um, I think it was at like Highland and Fountain, maybe. But he kind of became famed here in Los Angeles because that billboard stayed up for years. Like after his movie was out of theaters and, you know, I think it didn't do great in sales either. So the fact that it kind of, you know, stayed there kind of became like a a funny Hollywood sort of talking point. And so the disaster artist was the telling of this guy's story. And one idea that we had as a team was, well, what if we were to recreate the billboard? What if we were to put up the same sort of format and just kind of swap out Tommy Wiseau's name for James Franco, um, swap out his picture, And, you know, I guess the old billboard had a phone number on it. The contribution that I made to the idea was that we should make that phone number a call tracking phone number. I love these call tracking phone numbers in digital marketing, you know, either through like a call rail or call tracking metrics. You can basically for like digital marketing campaigns, they're used to attribute which calls came from which media sources and they would you know swap out different numbers on your landing page if somebody clicked on an ad versus them visiting you organically Um, and we use them a lot at matchcraft you know my first digital marketing job where we worked with small medium-sized businesses and a lot of times you know they met the whole idea of digital marketing with a little with a little bit of skepticism Um, so you needed to prove that it was working by having like a call tracking solution or something. So I pitched the idea of making the phone number on the billboard a call tracking number that you could basically record the phone calls and get like funny messages from people who are calling in. And, you know, that was going to be, that was going to be the only idea. And I was, you know, pretty new to the team at the time that we were pitching this with A24. And honestly, I think they kind of just knew I was kind of the new quiet guy and they wanted to encourage me to be creative and kind of stand up in my role, I guess. When I told them about the idea, they were like, oh yeah, you know, that's clever. Like, let's, you know, we'll put like a couple hundred bucks behind it. And if it works, great. If not, you know, 
a couple hundred bucks in the grand scheme of a movie that a studio is you know, maybe spending 750 grand on. It's nothing. The actual cost for the number is dirt cheap. You know, it's like, I think like 20 bucks a month and then like a penny for every minute called and even less than that for every text. I guess they took that idea back to the studio team, pitched it with James Franco, and I guess he loved the idea. What he was going to do was anybody who called the number on a billboard, yeah, James was going to pick up the, the, the phone and character for people who called, you know, the billboard phone number. He was like, oh, wow, like, that's great. I can't believe he's, you know, so down to, you know, kind of play into this. I think there were a total of two billboards that went up. We programmed like a auto text responder on it too, that just basically told people to call call me. It was actually pretty funny because when people started, you know, texting, they were doing like Carly Rae Jepsen hitch on jokes and whatnot, like call me, call me, call me maybe. On that first day, it was a little bit of a roller coaster because, uh, you know, we knew that it went up around like noon. We were seeing like 15, 20 calls an hour, which was like, okay, we really wanted this thing to make an impact. Then rush hour came, we were getting, started getting like hundreds of calls every every hour. I was like, okay, this is picking up. This you know, this might this might actually work. And then then maybe James Franco and his buddy Seth Rogan were driving and maybe they saw it or I don't know what happened, but then Seth Rogan tweeted that uh, that, you know, James Franco actually has the phone number. And then it blew up. It was like you couldn't even get through on the line. You know, people were calling and getting busy signals. Like in the back end, we can see like the, the, the call tracking phone number can handle like, you know, maybe six or eight calls at a time. And so they were just piling in. I think by you know the end of the entire activation, there were over... I want to say 100,000 calls over the sort of four-week period and like another 40,000 texts. Um, and it was, you know, it was fairly, it was fairly cheap to, to run the, the activation. You know, I want to say that we spent less than a couple grand on that whole activation. You know, we had gotten some media coverage. We calculated the sort of earned media on it to see if this thing actually was worth awards consideration. Under 10,000 and three and a half billion impressions, uh, over 151,000 calls worldwide, actually. Um, we were like, yeah, let's go for it. We were shortlisted at Cannes in the mobile influencer category. We won at the Media Outpost Awards. It was in the outdoor media um, category. Uh, we got a Webby nomination for the best use of earned media. Yeah, all of this came from this one billboard that combined a small, medium-sized business idea with a theatrical ad campaign. It was, you know, probably one of my most proud projects I've worked on, you know, as a team. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I always try to encourage people to find a way to break the mold, to do something differently than it's been done before. If you have a lot of work, you know, it can be so easy to kind of churn out the same kind
kind of work like oh like we're doing an awareness campaign so let's run on reach video views hit as many people as we can with the trailer like that's all good um and in many cases that's needed to be at least part of your media plan but i would encourage people especially digital marketers to kind of get in a room kind of like they would do in you know the mad men sort of agency days and sit there with a whiteboard and some markers and start jotting down ideas for you know how the different ad platforms can talk to each other how creative works in those formats and figure out different ways to to kind of get across the message doing something different a lot of it falls on you know, your creative capabilities but even in this sort of situation you know there's a lot of ways to do uh something old in a new way that can make it uh totally fresh and kind of stand out we we saw like after we did the disaster artist we saw uh the same sort of campaigns from um marvelous miss mazel they had like a call in tracking number um we saw it for beach bum finding a new way to do it can uh you know maybe even help lead the industry in, in certain respects you miss every shot that you don't take and what's the worst that could happen you know you have to kind of say those things to yourself and really will yourself to take a chance to be a voice to bigger voices cuz what i've learned in my career as i've grown is that i didn't really have a lot to be afraid of now having led some teams i want people to speak up and use their experience to give ideas and contribute creatively there's no such thing as a wrong idea and i think that a lot of other leaders feel the same way you know cuz they're they're just human you know you're, uh, you're you're talking to another human so just talk to another human with the sort of studio marketing head i'll say that his response was it was it was interested but it was tepid and you know on our next weekly call they didn't they didn't really follow up on it and on our next weekly call they didn't really follow up on it so i actually had to you know add progress sort of updates to the agenda to kind of push it through there wasn't necessarily like hey you know we're also pumped to do this like let's do this you know i think that until it started to come to life it was very much kind of pushed by me so another piece of advice that i would give to people is that as you're trying these new ideas you're not going to get critical acclaim as you're putting it together don't look for validation that you're doing the right thing cuz you're you're not going to get it as you're putting together you know your idea and making it happen afterwards you know people will be like oh yeah like you know that's a that's a great idea like you know this that and the third um but during can be a little bit of a lonely sort of uh, hustle so you know hang in there and, and fight through that for more about me and the whiteboard agency visit myofficewhiteboard.com where i'm giving free consultations for black businesses and nonprofits stay safe everyone